Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on March 8th, 2021. WandaVision has come to an end. It is dead forever. In the episode 9 came out this Friday. Actually, Riley pointed out to me, it didn't say series finale. It said season finale. WandaVision series season 2. Are you just going to keep singing? Um, Did it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Riley said, and I, I told her, I was like, I highly doubt they're going to do a season two, but they probably just put that just in case down the line they ever, they don't have to, like, just go back and change it. I don't know. Yeah. I, one I, of those subtle marketing decisions. It just seems like this isn't set up for season two, especially under the name WandaVision. Yeah. Oh, unless they use White Vision after Doctor Strange. Very well could. I think it's just one of those things where they're literally just leaving it open just in yeah, case. Probably. I don't think they're going to. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the series as a whole. We're going to talk about what's next in the MCU, what we always do. Uh, maybe we should stop doing. I need to talk about that a little bit after the break. Nope. And then uh, we're reviewing Raya in the Last Dragon. So that's the latest Disney Animation Studios movie. Um, Disney Premiere Pass. Yes. So $30 on Disney Plus. Or you can go see it in a theater near you. I was actually looking on Twitter. A lot of people saw it in theaters. A lot of people were like, oh, it's my first movie I've seen since that makes like, sense. the I pandemic think New started. New York's opened up stuff, so. Um, getting those vaccine shots. I might hopefully get a shot soon. Hopefully, I miss theaters, Jay. Me too. And if I get shot up, bro, I'm going. I'll no reckless abandon. I'll get shot up behind the theater to go into a theater. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that, review that, see if it stands up to some of the other animated movies we've got recently, and uh, it's gonna be a good one. Let's get into it. I don't feel so good. Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Okay, Tyler, how are you feeling after the end of WandaVision? It's over. It's over. Nine long weeks. Eight long weeks, actually, because the first week there was two episodes. Yep. Um, We've been talking about it for two months. It blew by super fast. Yep. Uh, we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming up next. Can't we got wait. a week break. We're going to be looking at the making of WandaVision. Not going to be talking about that. Probably going to watch it. Should I just to keep like the adrenaline flowing? Should I wait till like midnight to watch the making of too? Just so I'm still in the routine. Uh, you can if you want. Um, I don't know if I'm going to wait till midnight to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll see. I might. I, I that was my number one expected show like 
my most hyped going into this. So my most hyped was Loki. Okay, which is still a little bit away. So. Yeah, um, it's over though. It is. Um, the last episode, you know, it it gave us everything we didn't want. Okay. I mean, it just, I mean, everyone made these insane theories and the more realistic thing happened in the finale. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about that in a sec when we talk about the overall series as a whole, but the episode itself. So they obviously wrapped up the story. Agnes was, you know, the big bad all along, which they left it open for her to still be this kind of guidance count, not guidance counselor, but shoulder to lean on for Wanda. Yeah. Definitely didn't get rid of her. Um, She's playing the nosy neighbor. She's stuck in Westview and Wanda said, you know, I'll come back when I need you. So she'll definitely be a recurring character and she'll probably be this, like she's in the comics, this anti-hero. People will tend to love her. You know, Catherine Hound's a good actor and it'll just be like a Loki situation probably for Wanda. Yeah. Um, You know, we, we got the white vision thing in episode eight. We saw him in action episode nine. He fought with regular vision. We saw, you know, we found out the kids and vision both were just, you know, both Done. part of the hex. They they're dead. Big dead. Um, Depressing. Emotional scene at the end. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. So it kind of the last episode developed how we kind of thought it would develop. You know, you kind of had Wanda taking on Agnes. You had uh, Vision taking on White Vision, and then the kids kind of sprinkled in where they were fit. Um, I thought very little with Monica. Yeah, Monica was. This was very much a let's just get our our toes wet with Monica. And yeah, she's gonna play a bigger role in Captain Marvel and even Miss Marvel. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, my one thing about Captain Mar or Monica, what is is she photon? Is she spectrum? Spectrum. I think we're going with spectrum because she like sees all the 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 light things, magnetic field and shit. I think spectrum. I don't know. Whatever she is, I'm just gonna keep calling her Monica for now until she gets a superhero nickname. Fair enough. Um, the one part of the show that made me literally roll my eyes was the scene where Hayward was about to shoot the boys and she like jumped in front of him and the boys were just standing there. Like, why didn't the super speed kid just run out of the way of the bullet? Why was Hayward trying to shoot children? <laughs> like you start off like, I'm a good dude. I'm trying to do good things here. I'm trying to make weapons. Cause they're superheroes. Let me bro. just shoot children. Cause they're superheroes. He doesn't know bro. that. Does he? I don't know. He saw them do their little thing. They were just standing there and he's just like, let me pull out two Glocks. <laughs> I just don't know. I like the kid could have just ran. Yeah. Easily. And just, Taking the gun out of his hand. And, like, Monica jumped in front, not knowing she has those abilities. And then we see the mind, the fucking Billy and or Tommy just stop the bullet with his mind powers, too. Like, <laughs> they just did not need her to do that. Yeah, but they had to get a scene in where they showed some of her new powers. Which is fine, because I like the character. Well, and I'm excited for more of her in the future. Um, for sure. Yeah, so we had that. Um, Agnes and Wanda, they're fighting. You know, we found out, you know, the Scarlet Witch, everything. It was kind of like legend that she was they did a sorcerer supreme drop they said that she was more powerful than the sorcerer supreme now question jay yeah you're big fan dr strange huge fan they never call him the sorcerer supreme like in the movie anything they didn't oh because what's her name was the old sorcerer the ancient one was the sorcerer supreme was it just kind of assumed that he took over it's assumed but he's never been officially like like much like wanda was never called the scarlet witch he's never been called the sorcerer supreme i think he is I think so, too. I'm, an, I mean, I'm anointing him now. Common sense, yes, but <laughs> we're just jumping to that. Um, that book, Darkhold. Yeah, can we agree that that was taken from the Doctor Strange, that scene where there's a book missing? I, maybe, I feel maybe like that's not. just such an easy thing to redcon in. So here's the issue, is that book very much existed in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, which but... people thought was canon, which I think we can now confirm is not canon. Yeah. Because it looked different, Yeah, but has the same name. So I think they, I think this was their official kind of... We're going to use what we want from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it is not like the movie's mainline. Yeah. I think that book is from that, and I think that's how you're going to set up the Doctor Strange, her being in Doctor Strange 2 in the future because he's going to be looking for the book or whatever. He's going to hear about it, whatever the case is. Um, but we had the Wanda and Catherine Hahn, you know, really bad CGI fighting scenes. Not great. Um, no. Catherine Hahn was just eating those, eating all of Wanda's little energy orbs. Yeah. Which there was Big a time. part, like, this, is, this made me laugh, too, so that, the, you know, the – Obviously, we've already talked about the episode spoilers, but the whole way Wanda wins is she sets up the the crux or what is it called? The ruins. The ruins on the edge of the hex that makes um, Agatha not have any powers yep. and then she can kind of just fuck her up. She absorbs all of her shit. Um, but what made me laugh is like that was easily av- avoidable for Agnes because Wanda was flinging her th- and she was dodging them. She was like flinging energy orbs at Agnes and Agnes was like, oh, dodge. And then it would hit the edge of the hex like. She just. Well, I think why she didn't she was just eat those? I, think, I don't think she was necessarily dodging. I think she was missing intentionally. Go back and watch. There was somewhere Agnes was ducking and diving. 
Maybe she just wasn't ready yet. She was like, she, let me finish this first bite before I get a second. <laughs> she should have just ate those. She should have. Like, you just absorb it. You got to you... eat those. <laughs> like, full on. Oh, you haven't seen Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I have. I oh, rewatched it for right. our March Movie Madness. Adam Sandler in a batting cage. Eat those. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. That's what she should have done. Yeah. Um, but that made me laugh. But it, And then, you know, they defeated her or whatnot. The vision stuff, I think, was the most entertaining from, like, an action standpoint, I thought. Well, I mean, it was really cool from an action standpoint, and then we got real philosophical, and I had yeah, to look I like, up YouTube videos. I like that scene about uh, ship of thesis statement. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they were kind of doing their – they were circling around the library, and then Vision gives White Vision his memories, and then White Vision just yeets himself out of the situation. And now Correct. this is my question I have about White Vision. Talk to me. How did he get in there? He just, he just flew in. How? I have no idea, honestly. It's a great question. Like, because they always do the thing, like, everything that goes in there has to – change yeah well monica technically didn't so it's just because he's vision he has superpowers he can, oh, he just... can like phase in and out of stuff too i guess yeah, i think we're just gonna go with vision has superpowers he he's built different okay fair enough because yeah he just kind of showed up no rhyme or like just was there yeah um tried squeezing wanda's head off yes dude that was it was like crunching yeah <laughs> i was like that's not accurate one crunch she's dead yeah your school cracks you're dead <laughs> um you know, and then so he gives him his memories. So now White Vision in the future is going to be the actual Vision. Paul Bettany's going to return. Whether or not they stay white, they turn him back to his red and yellow. Maybe this is an excuse for them to turn him into his green and yellow thing, like from the comics. Like we saw when he dressed up in the Halloween episode. Oh, I mean, I just... Maybe he just, like, trips and stumbles in Tony's old lab and gets, like, the Iron Man, like, suit. Just gets, like, a paint job. They just paint him red. <laughs> So, so something's going to happen. Well, he could change his appearance. So he could yeah, just do whatever the fuck he wants, can he? And the white doesn't look good. The white looks significantly worse than the colored. And why is he white? Because it's all of his stuff's drained from him, Jay. I don't know. Why was he gray when he died? Shouldn't he be gray then? I don't know. I just, well, like, obviously they just wanted to do it because the comic, because there's a yeah, white vision in the comics. Exactly. But That's the real answer. He's like, white because <laughs> it's in the comics. But, like, when we saw him on the table, he very obviously was not white. On the table, I think he was. I don't think he was white. I think he was just like the gray. Maybe they painted him. Oh. They were like, I don't want to get confused, have a situation where I have a gun, <laughs> two visions are fighting. I don't know what's the real vision. <laughs> like, I need something to distinct these two. Okay, fair enough. Um, Yeah, it, it was what it was. It was very much a, a third act of a superhero movie in an episode. Now, my one, I, I have other complaints. Mm -hmm. um, but overall complaint, it felt rushed. Yeah. Which is one of the luxuries you don't have to worry about if you just pace out your eight-episode series better. Well, there was a slow burn. But, like, why make a slow burn to rush the finale? Make a slow burn through six episodes and then spread it out better through the last three. What would you rather them do to spread it, like... I don't know. I don't know what I would have <laughs> rather have done. But it just felt rushed, and, like, you have a full series to hit all these points and shit, like... Yeah. I, I feel like they could have done it better. It was entertaining, and I had fun with it, but it did feel like they had so much to resolve in the last episode, and that's why everyone is asking for a longer episode. And, it I mean, it was 50 minutes. It was the longest one, but it wasn't long enough, which can be fixed by just sprinkling shit into the other episodes so there's less to resolve in the finale. Yeah, and maybe it could have just been something like, because they teased the whole, like, Wanda being bad kind of thing, which I think is the direction they're going to go, honestly. Um, but they kind of tease that with like the, the townspeople begging her to stop or whatever. And then she lashes out and she starts like choking them on accident. And then, yeah, that's when she like, maybe they could have done an, like a half episode, episode eight or something where like she caves into Agnes or something. And then she's just like an evil bitch or something. I don't know. You know, like they could have done it more. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was entertaining. My one thing that really pissed me off here, Jay, mm -hmm. the boner joke. Okay. So yeah, that was one thing I wanted to talk about. Biggest disappointments from the series. You, I just that is such a cheesy, cheap thing to cast someone and tease. This leads into a multiverse movie, and we've already done this once. Like, oh, fake multiverse, and to just do it again. Yeah, it's just so cheap. Are you saying having Evan Peters cast is cheap? yes? Oh, see, I don't think that's too bad. I thought just him being Ralph Boner and Ralph not even being anyone, and actually having an actual Boner joke, like I, that was just, the part. I, I was... think everything. Them casting Evan Peters and then using him for a boner joke. I minded the boner joke. I think it's just a meta joke by Marvel, and they're just teasing this multiverse thing, and they're getting the anticipation up, and then when the payoff is finally there, it's going to be, like, insane. 
Or because they're not going to pay off. It's getting to the point of Boy Who Cried Wolf, and I'm just getting kind of fucking over it. They'll do it eventually. They will, but it's like first it's Mysterio, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're finally doing it," and then no, and then it's Quicksilver, and like the description literally says, like if you have like the visual aid shit or whatever, mm-hmm. the thing says it's Quicksilver from the X Fox X Men universe. Yeah. So they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. And it's still just nothing. But when it pays off, man, it's going to be great. I, it's just it's getting old. <laughs> you. They're not going to, like, they eventually do have to set up a multiverse, but I don't think they're going to do this grand old thing, like, in a TV series. They're going to make it one of their biggest box office movies or something. I think you set it up in a TV series to get Disney Plus subscriptions. Eh. I think there's much more money. And it's already been leaked that there's that going to be that Mutants X-Men movie. They're going to recast. They're not going to have the old No, for sure, X-Men. but they could have done something. And it's just, how many times are they going to be like, oh, we're going to do it, we're going to do it? Nah, just kidding. I've only done it twice. But yeah, but it's th- twice is too many. Once was too many. <laughs> it's it'll happen, Ty. My other theory on it though that people are, are still hoping is he laughed at his last name. How yeah. old do you have to be to where that finally stops being funny? I mean, if you're just a stoner, I think you laugh at that joke. Spin zone, he was the person, the missing person in witness protection, and that is a new last name. I don't know. I'm I'm done with these theories. Yeah. That's why I kind of don't want to buy into it, but it does make sense. That's That was my main takeaway is I think in its essence, WandaVision was a good show. Yeah, the ending was a little rushed, but it was very creative. The things they did with the sitcoms and just the overall world building and everything, I thought it was a really good show. The acting was good, everything. Um, but we just raise our expectations way too high with these theories that we read on Reddit and we buy into them. And, you know, Marvel fucks with their fans and they know that they have these theories and you have all these, these, all these, um, little phrases about the devil and all, you know, you cast fucking Evan Peters and like, they totally lean into kind of fucking with their fans a little bit to keep the aerospace engineer thing too. Yeah. So they, they, they fuck with their fans and they, they set things up and they kind of have to, I, I like. You do have to throw some curveballs because if everything is so predictable, like off the comics, like, you know, you kind of have to throw someone off your scent in some regard. But um, I'm just done with these theories. I'm just going to enjoy these shows and these, you know, for what they are. And when we talk about what's next, I could theorize about what's next, what they're going to do with Doctor Strange or what's going to happen in the next movie. But I don't watch a Doctor Strange movie or Spider-Man movie like, oh, what's going to happen in the next 15 minutes? Oh, are they going to do like I just watch it to enjoy it. So it's a little harder with a show where it's spaced out. But I have to look at these like they're one big movie. And there might be some reveal at the end, or they might do something halfway that's kind of big, but I don't want to my whole viewing experience to be like this. Will they, you know, do these theories? Yeah, and, and it'll feel better if I don't buy into these theories, and then it actually happens. That kind of hurts because the podcast we do, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I don't know. My thing is they intentionally did a lot of shit to fuck with the fans. Yeah, the aerospace engineer, the devil, and all the details. The like they did a lot of shit to tease. Oh, we could be doing this. We could be doing this. This is their first show. Um, it wasn't supposed to be the first, though. It wasn't. But, like, this is their first show, and that's what the first thing was that you got out of a Marvel TV show. Mm-hmm. Well, this Marvel TV show. Um, when the director comes out and says a lot of fans are going to be disappointed with the finale, yeah, it you can't blame the fans. Yeah. When you are intentionally teasing shit... And then people are hoping for something well, some because was, you tease was it. was a little bit of a stretch. Absolutely. The Mephisto shit, absolutely a stretch. The well, no, I think even a little bit. I think the Mephisto stuff was valid because all the devil stuff. I think assuming an aerospace engineer is Reed Richards. Uh, but that's the <laughs> thing is they shot that so intentionally drawing attention to it. But there's so it. many other aerospace there is, engineers. But it was everything. no one. Yeah. That's the thing is people were like, maybe Reed Richards, maybe this character, maybe this character. Was supposed to be the scroll person? No. See, like, like that, you can't even count that because they just showed up at the end. Like... Wasn't that was that not the girl she talked to when they got the little AirPod thing? AirPod. No, I think that was different. Oh, okay. Um, but that, you tease all this stuff intentionally, knowing what Marvel fans do, and then if you come out and say like, "Yeah, we teased all this. We're not going to do it. People are going to be disappointed." At what point, like Marvel has a lot of good will. Uh, will. Mm-hmm. If you're DC and that happens, people shit on you <laughs> nonstop. That's it. <laughs> yeah. People give Marvel the benefit of the doubt, but this is their first TV show, and I think that part of it is a problem like tease shit you're going to do or just do easter eggs don't tease it as intentionally you know what i mean yeah well this also find a better balance this also could tie into dr strange and maybe there is a fucking mephisto slash nightmare slash they just call it nightmare and that's what it is um you know so maybe 
it's teasing for the future. And when we look back on it, it's like, okay, that makes sense what 100%. they did. Um, and that is where Marvel has the benefit of the doubt is like normal series. If they wrap up with loose ends, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And this, if it wraps up with loose ends, you're just expecting those to be talked about in future projects. Yeah. So they have a long drawn out plan for it. And you know, they, they do tease and they do fuck with their fans. Um, but you know, that's kind of what they, that's what they do. I think, I, ho- I feel like Captain, uh, not Captain America, Falcon of the Winter Soldier might get not as good of a critical acclaim as it should because I don't think it's going to be as, like, cheesy slash. No, I no think chance. It, I, I think they could, they'll probably set something up at the end, you know what I mean, like, to set up the future movies. Obviously, they do that in every fucking movie mm-hmm. except Infinity War. Um, there will be something that sets it up, and there might be, like, little subtle nods and stuff, but I don't think it's going to be like this at all. I think it's going to be a very clear story, like, this is the villain, this is what's going on, and this, you know, and there will be twists and turns and whatnot, but I feel like the casual fans, I don't know, some, there's like a, there's a weird line, there's like the the casual theorists, and then there's the casual, casuals, like my dad, who just wants to watch something entertaining, so I think he'll be fine with it, Um, but I do think there's a group of people who are like into it, but are into it a lot for the intrigue, which we definitely are too, but I think we could also take a step back and just enjoy the show for what it is, but I feel like the order, the, having to change the order might fuck it a little bit. Because I could see why they want to do maybe do like a big movie-style project, the first one. Yeah. And then get into their teasy shit with WandaVision. Even Loki's probably going to be like that, you know, like no, I think teasing that, with the yeah. multiverse and all that shit. So I, I think I think that one's going to be the first like actual multiverse because he's going throughout time. And he's, yeah. he's the one dude with sunglasses, the fucking bank robber shit. D.B. Cooper. Showed. Yeah. And I think that is going to be shit like that for sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if the end of Loki somehow wraps into this, you know, because the the time travel, whatever their acronym is, I don't remember what it is. Uh, Owen TVA. Wilson's TVA, like Time Variance Association. They in the comics are known for like monitoring Nexus beings, like Wanda and stuff. So they're very well could be at the end of Loki. Like I don't think they're going to be talking about Wanda during the the series, but the the end credit scene of Loki could have could be Owen Wilson. Like, hey, we heard about this disturbance from this person, the Scarlet yeah. Witch or whatever, or something. You know, yeah, something like that. I don't want to get into theories, but I wouldn't be surprised if those two tie together somehow, and that's why they were back-to-back, and that's also an excuse for them to get Loki back in the MCU because everyone loves Loki. It's true. The end of Loki, just Doctor Strange shows up. It's just Owen Wilson. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done talking about Doctor Strange I just need one wow. That's my only thing I just want one wow. They'll put it in. They better. If they cast Evan Peters to be a fake Quicksilver, <laughs> they better get wow. a wow. I better need. I better get a fucking wow. Like it better be Loki fucking someone up, like with his combat or whatever. And it's just almost <laughs> wow. <laughs> It'd be great. No, I'm excited for the Loki series. Um, I think you are right though. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be a lot more straightforward. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, it's six one-hour episodes. We'll see. Um, <laughs> so I know six hours of content for sure. I think. Yeah, which is the same as WandaVision, but it's going to be more big budget action stuff, yeah. less WandaVision was its own unique creature. Yeah. And it was great, and I loved the you know, the ride throughout all of it. I think yeah. overall series is great. Yeah. Like you said, looking back after we've seen Doctor Strange, seen how they do finish up basically all the things they did in this story, it's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um kind of bittersweet ending with how they finished it. I'm looking forward to the new stuff. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about that second end credit scene so you have Wanda and what I would, ass- I think it's safe to say, assume is like a Sokovian countryside, something. Yeah, probably. In a just little. Chilling, chilling a little log cabin. Log cabin, so she's drinking her tea or coffee, whatever it is. And then you go pan to the back and she's doing the Doctor Strange thing with the Doctor Strange theme music playing. I don't know if you caught up on that. Oh, I didn't. So it's like a, it's a soundtrack from the movies. And she's reading the Darkhold, the book that it's like the worst book in the comics that you could read. Evil shit. Um, and she's reading it. It's and like then Playboy when you're eight. <laughs> she hears Tommy and. Is eight too young? Yeah. When you're 12. <laughs> Gavin's nine. Yeah, I feel like eight was too young. I mean, no, it is pretty evil if you're that young and you see a Playboy, though. <laughs> That's true. Um, so she's reading the book. She hears Tommy and Billy, like, crying and, again, teasing the multiverse, you know. Um, but I saw I saw something on YouTube that actually I thought is a compelling thing. Like, what if they build Wanda as this character? Because Wanda Maximoff has been Wanda Maximoff this whole time. And then she just kind of now realized this um, alter ego alter ego of sorts yeah like what if that literally is like it's not like dr strange sleeping and he's conscious doing it like in his sleep or whatever the what is it the there's a word astral for it. form yeah what if that's I like just watch dr strange the only reason i got these <laughs> what if wanda is legit wanda and that's like her quote-unquote alter ego the scarlet witch it's like almost Banner like a hulk, hulk situation yeah but a little bit more merged because it's not like she's gonna get angry and then she's scarlet witch but 
It could be something like that. And maybe the Scarlet Witch gets poisoned by this book and all the things she could do and all her pain kind of goes to Scarlet Witch, takes over Wanda, and Wanda, you know, that's when she fucking goes ape shit. So yeah. I think I think we're probably going to see Wanda as, like, the villain. I think I saw someone kind of compare it to, and it's obviously far different, but um, Captain America Civil War where you have two guys fighting each other necessarily. One's not necessarily bad. I think Wanda could be painted as a little bit more bad, quote unquote, mm-hmm. with kind of a bigger bad behind the scenes, maybe pulling the strings. Yeah, for sure. Um, whether that's if they do do the nightmare slash Mephisto slash whatever they do. Um, but I do think Wanda's going to kind of be this villain in a sense. I, I kind of like that. The Civil War comparison. You yeah. look at it like Doctor Strange side, Wanda's side, and then Mephisto playing like the Zemo role in Civil yeah. War. Kind of setting up all the fucking conflict. Yeah. I could definitely see it. Mephisto, Nightmare, whoever they fucking go with. But Make a deal with the um, devil. Yeah. I, no, I like that a lot. Um, so we'll see what they do there. I also wouldn't be surprised if this scene is actually a scene in Doctor Strange. It doesn't have to be the first scene in Doctor Strange, but much like how the end credit to Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange was the scene from Ragnarok. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised that, if they I just watched it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Yeah. You know, so No, I could I could see that where this plays in somehow. And but, you see her and then that scene is continued from mm-hmm. where it cut, you know, cut to black and that scene continues. Yeah. I could definitely see that for sure. So I, I, it's for sure. I think it's for sure she's gonna be Doctor Strange, right? Like all this shit she's doing, it's just Doctor Strange. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. I don't know if she's been confirmed, confirmed. I mean, we thought Doctor Strange no. was confirmed, confirmed. Yeah, I don't know show. what the fuck happened there. <laughs> I'm still confused because I thought that was like hundred um, percent. But I know for a fact Kevin Feige said Wanda's story leads into Doctor Strange, and then that leads into Spider Man or some shit like that. But he said hundred percent, like Wanda will be in Doctor Strange. Yeah, so I think. Looking back on it, too, we probably jumped the timeline. We didn't think about it good enough. Is Doctor Strange first or is Spider-Man first? I don't know, but looking back, you're right. Why? Just continue what you're saying. but Because uh, we were saying how Wanda was going to fuck everything up at the end of this, and then the multiverse is going to be created. It's like, well, no, maybe she's going to start fucking things up in Doctor Strange, and then something might happen where there's a quote-unquote multiverse, and then we get this crazy Spider-Man crossover event. But like we were always looking at it as like WandaVision is when it's all going to go to hell. But, like, Spider-Man, we forgot the fact, and we didn't know at the time, but, like, Spider-Man Far From Home happened eight months after this, and everything was fine. Yeah. And so, and we were like, oh, Spider-Man's going to be fucked up because of this, Spider-Man 3. They wouldn't make Spider-Man 3 before Spider-Man 2. What do you mean? So like, Oh, if, yeah, yeah, I got like, what you're saying. Everything has to be resolved by the second Spider-Man. He's not going to be fucking around in some multiverse shit before his second. It's not going to be a prequel, yeah. Yeah. I think Spider-Man 3 is probably going to start at the end of 2. You think it'll be that close? I think it, I think they could they could easily do a time jump, like you know what I mean. But I think the start of three well, is going to be him, like oh fuck, everyone knows who I am. You know what I mean? You're probably right because I think he's either junior or senior in high school, so it can't be that much of a difference. And it was summer because they're on their summer trip, mm-hmm. so it probably is going to be very soon after. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we even talked about it. They released the name of that movie. Ooh. Uh, oh, what is it? No way home. Because he's on the run. Because they're in a multiverse. Because he's on the run. Yeah, probably. I also think um, like Alfred Molina and shit have been cast for this movie, and everyone's expecting that to be multiverse. Who's um, Alfred Molina? Uh, Doctor Octopus, Spider Man Two. Oh yeah, has he? Is that all confirmed though? I believe Alfred Molina is confirmed, and Jamie Foxx came out and posted that he was in it, so oh, that's okay. confirmed. Um, but or is it just Marvel fucking with us? I like, think they're just going to play Jamie Fox fifty k yes. to just do an Instagram post. Well, no, I think they're just going to come out and play different versions of their characters. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not confirmed, and the way Marvel's going, I don't think they're going to be in this movie. Yeah, we'll see, but I yeah. don't think it's going to happen. I yeah, I'm, I'm kind of against going on the theories and everything. So I don't know. I'm excited for Doctor Strange, big Doctor Strange guy, setting up what this show set up for that movie. Not as excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Very excited for Loki. Not very excited for Black Widow, which comes out soon. I, does it? They're going to push they it said back, May. right? Gonna uh, push theaters it back. are opening. If theaters aren't Vaccine. opening in California. Hey, things are opening April 1st. Theme parks and shit. Movie theaters are... Which, I hope, but we'll see. I don't understand why... And I know small businesses. You want to support small businesses. I don't want to get into all that. But like, why movie theaters have been deemed this very high risk... When restaurants aren't correct. And granted, restaurants provide you food. Like I said, that's more of a necessity and everything. And some of it might be financial. Like movie studios just don't want to release when there's only 30% capacity. But like in a restaurant, you're talking. 
and you're eating and your spit's flying everywhere. In a movie theater, you're unless you're coughing or you're just an asshole, like you're you're not projecting you're much. Not supposed to be talking during a movie, and it's easily easier to space space out. And if they just fix the ventilation and everything, like yeah, and I mean like eating, you have to have your mask off. Theaters, you could wear your mask. Yeah, I mean, how is it any more dangerous than a flight? You know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. But it is what it is. Bring me my fucking movies back, man. I want a theater. That first movie is going to be so good. That's going to get a minimum 80. I told you. if we What movie did I say if we would have saw it in theaters? One we watched recently. I was like, if we saw this in theaters, it would have got. Oh, fuck. Was it last week's? What did we watch last week? <laughs> Tom and Jerry? Yeah, I think that's what I said. I said if we would have watched this in the theaters, it would have got an 80. Yeah. Because you would have been laughing. You would have a great time. <laughs> but you're just real cynical sitting on the couch. <laughs> so Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Forgot it was directed by Sam Raimi. Um, that comes out March 25th. The synopsis on Google just says, Furthering the re- following the further advancements of Dr. Stephen Strange and his research on the time stone. Eh, we'll research on the time stone? That could just be a bullshit fan. Yeah. Put it up there. Um, so that's March 25th. It says No Way Home. I think it's Christmas December 17th. So No Way Home's actually coming before Dr. Strange. So that's interesting. That kind of hurts the whole multiverse thing. Dude, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland, not Tom Holland, Tommy McGuire, are not going to be in the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I don't think so either. Why would they come out and have Jamie Foxx confirm shit? And, like, obviously that's a big reveal, but, like, we would know by, like, June, 100%. They would tease that because that would sell tickets. The only thing I could think of is the end of Spider-Man being, like, the start of Doctor Strange and Wanda fucking shit up, and then it's, like, an end credit scene where Spider-Man's, like, like when Thor is like, who are you guys? To the Guardians of the Galaxy, but he does that with the other. But they've already teased fucking, what's his name in Morbius? So, I don't know. Michael Keaton's character. It's true. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not getting my hopes up anymore. And then we have Shang-Chi this year as well. Is Shang-Chi this year? July 9th, 2021. That's going to be fucking cool. I feel like that's just going to be like Marvel's Mortal Kombat. And the Eternals, November 5th, 2021. We got a, a big year ahead of us. I'm really excited for Shang-Chi. Eternals, I still don't know what to expect. If it's going to be like funny Guardians of the Galaxy, if it's going to be like... Well, Guardians a, of the Galaxy already is funny. Well, I'm saying like funny like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Like just random space adventure if it's going to be... I mean, you got Camille Nanjiani. He's hilarious. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm mostly excited because of him. Um, I don't know. So I don't know what to expect from that. Shang-Chi, like they built a full fucking town set. And it's supposed to be like some sort of fucking tournament. Pretty sick. That's going to be electric. Aquafina's in it. She's good. Yeah. Um, but we have the internal. So we have, and then next year, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange actually says 2020. March 25th, 2022. Was it supposed to come out this year? Oh, no. 2020 was last year. No, it was supposed to come out, like, in February, if I'm not mistaken. And they just fucked up the entire 2020 schedule of, like, three movies. Thor, Love, and Thunder. That like comes out 2022. 22. February 11th. Supposedly before Doctor Strange, even. I mean, yeah. I don't think those stories will connect at all. Morbius 2022, Sony Pictures, March 19th, 2021, actually, India. You want to go to India in two weeks? Let's do it. Yeah, so how are they going to tease this this early if they tease the whole Michael Keaton thing? I don't know. I just don't know. We'll see. I feel like we're just going to get a lot of guys who look the same, and they just got Ralph Boner names. (laughs) We're going to have the infamous Mike Hunt. Okay, there you go. Um... Hugh Janus. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I'm excited for Marvel shit still. Um, nice little week break, though. Yeah. For Not nice. March Movie Madness. It is nice. I'm going to be out of town, though. So For March Movie Madness. Oh, Jesus. That is so loud. That was the Morbius trailer I somehow got clicked onto. I feel like you just made anyone listening's ears bleed. Well, no, because it played from my laptop. It didn't play through the... Doesn't it usually play through? No, I don't have it on that setting right now. That's good. Thank God. Uh, that was fun. I talked about Aquafina. A little bit of a, a transition. Riot and the Last Dragon. She was the dragon. Oh, was she? In this movie. Yes. I aggressively had no idea who the voice cast was for this. That was You couldn't tell that was Aquafina? I don't know what else she's in that I've seen. Crazy Rich Asians? I've Asians? never seen it. You've never seen Crazy Rich Asians? No. I've heard it's great, though. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I hear it's a fantastic movie, and I want to watch it. I just haven't. Her name's actually Aquafina, not Aquafenwa, like I've been saying. How the fuck do you spell her name? I'm just going to look up the water. 
Well, it's not. It's Aquafina. A W K W A F I N A. Nora Lum. <laughs> I'm gonna call her Nora. Um, so she's in this. She's the dragon. Latest movie by Disney Animated Studios. Came out like we said, premium Disney Plus. Whatever their their word for that is, thirty dollars to buy, or you can go see it in the theater. If theaters are open near you, maybe go see it in a drive-in. Um, yeah. Is, uh, spoilers as always, as I should say. Oh hey, what? Wong was in this. Yeah, he was um the big guy. Tong. Yeah, I love that he just plays characters that are just like very similar to his actual name. What's his actual it's name? Ben- Benedict Wong. Oh, <laughs> and he plays Wong. And then Doctor Strange is like, "You got a first name or like last name?" He's like, "No, I'm just Wong." <laughs> and then he just plays Tong. He's like, all right, I'll switch up one letter. That's all you get. <laughs> uh, what's our synopsis, Ty? Um, our synopsis for Raya and the Last Dragon, Jay, is you're never going to believe it, actually. It's it's a fantastic film. Um, it's just fantastic. Made by Disney Studios. Um, fuck me. Not Pixar. So much. Not Pixar, just Disney. Yeah. Uh, premiere Access on Disney+. Plus. Um, some would say the first good premiere access movie released on Disney Plus. Yes, and in a realm known as Kumandra, a reimagined Earth inhabited by ancient civilizations, a warrior named Rhea is determined to find the last dragon. Not a very good synopsis, seeing as how she finds it within like the first twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, the movie isn't about her finding the dragon. No, it's about her saving the world with the dragon. With the dragon from the the drone. Yes, they called it the drone. Like Turned a plague. people in the stone. Yeah, including her pa. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look at their list of releases because people, some people don't know what the difference is between this and Pixar. Like my, my dad probably doesn't know the difference. Mm-mm. Pixar's got a very unique, you know, Pixar movie. This wasn't a Pixar movie. Well, I feel like it has gotten closer. Absolutely, just because especially because the 3D animation. Because. Honestly, Onward is what the the tying thing is because Onward just didn't have Pixar animation. Or like Zootopia kind of sounded, felt like it could have been a Pixar movie. Animals. Oh no, I, I don't think so. What blew my <laughs> mind the most when I was thinking about it is they were doing these three D movies like Monsters Inc., Toy Story, Toy Story. Disney didn't really do a three D animated movie till what Chicken Little. Oh fuck with Chicken. I Little. mean, Dinosaur I guess was technically a little bit three D, but like if you look at all the Disney Studios movies. Like, Pixar was just so far ahead of them. And the only reason yeah. Disney Studios got the technology is because Disney bought them. Yeah. I actually listened to Bob Iger's audiobook, and he was talking about that acquisition and everything. Really interesting audiobook. I recommend it. Nice. Not a book guy, but I respect it. Um, so, Disney Studios, their last film, Frozen 2. Frozen's easily their biggest movie since fucking ever. Lion King. I think it's just their biggest it movie. Is. It, yeah. Just for inflation. Oh. Um, so, Frozen 2, Wreck-It Ralph's, Moana, Tyler's movie. Fuck yeah. Um, this girl, Rhea, kind of just looked like Moana a little bit. I mean, a little. I Z- guess if you think all those people look the same, Jay. Zootopia, so. Big Hero 6, Winnie the Pooh in 2011, Tangled. So all those kind of movies where Pixar does Onward, Soul, all those other Toy movies. Toy Story. Toy Story. Cars. Let's see. Worldwide. What did uh, Frozen 2, $1.45 billion. That's a lot of fucking money. Tie th- well, Lion King almost did a bill. And that was back action. in the 90s. No, oh. the regular one. Oh, yeah. No, that, yeah. That makes sense. I yeah, fuck with Lion King. The live action one doesn't count on this list because it's not animation studios. Despite the fact that it was almost entirely animated. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> so that's what this studio is different from Pixar. And you can kind of tell sometimes you kind of not. Plot slash story tie. So you ex- explain the synopsis a little bit. Mm-hmm. Dive a little deeper. So, yeah, they have this dragon... Gem? What did they call it? Orb? Yeah. That protected Fuck. them from that the druids coming back. Remember. The dragons were the ones that formed it. Um, her pa, who lives in heart, because yep. it's all all the places. It's like heart, spine, all these different names of a dragon. Fang. Talon. And tail. And talon. Yes. Okay. Um, I was jumping off of yours. Okay. <laughs> you invited everyone to kind of be like, hey, w- let's all be friends. Cause Kumbaya. Like this prophecy is it was it really called kumbaya no kumbaya is like everyone together. yeah that's what yeah. i but it was, it was a name very similar to kumbaya <laughs> it was oh kumandra kumandra kumbaya um the realm I, was kumandra they split apart they wanted to be kumandra again because it's prophecy um invites everyone to be like hey let's be friends and everyone's like nah we kind of don't want to be friends you guys are the ones that have the heartstone you guys are the ones with all the power which i don't understand like isn't it's it not just like protecting? they were using it yeah um and then What's Raya becomes friends with this one girl, 
little girl. She tricks her, gets to the dragon stone thing. Then they find it. They fight over it. It breaks. Everyone takes their own little piece of the thing. And then the Drood comes back. And then it goes six years later. And that's when you see Riot looking for the dragon. She finds the dragon very quickly. And then it's a quest of getting all these pieces. Her paw gave her one of them. um, Collecting all these pieces together to form it so the dragon could then... um, Get rid of the Drood. Get rid of the Drood. And it turns at the end that all they needed was trust. Yep. It wasn't actually the dragons. Well, the Um, dragons created it. But the dragons weren't needed to use it. Plot slash story, I gave this a 15. Okay. What'd you give it? 18. I thought they did a fucking fantastic job of world building. Um, I liked the quest adventure story where they are going from place to place. Um, it felt like the it was paced very well. Um, I had a really good time watching this movie. Is world building plot and story? Absolutely. It sets up the story. Are it you only up- saying you like world building because Ken Jack said he liked the world building? Did he? Yes. I haven't listened to a review of it. Uh-huh. I sort of got have it. <laughs> you check my phone. It just felt like a typical adventure. We have this one thing. And we need to get all the other pieces of it. And then, yay. I mean, yeah, that was the basis of it. I loved like how they created it, and each different area felt very unique and has its own kind of flavor to it. Um, I liked the story. I liked how they went about it. And the, like I said, the pacing was fantastic. Um, there was like shit going on nonstop. Yeah. In a good way. Not in like a rushed way, but a... Uh, Keeps your attention, keeps you there the entire time. Um, I just feel like this world building thing is more of like key elements than necessarily the. Because you could build a good world and still not have like a good plot. Well, I feel like if not you just kind bad. of rush through the world building part, you're just like whatever. But like they, I don't know. I feel like they did a great job of it, to where you believed everything that was going on, you understood the story and how it was moving forward. Um, I wasn't confused at any points, which is a good part of the story. If I'm confused, <laughs> I'm not going to be intrigued by it. Yeah. I, I I thought it was fantastic. I don't know. It was good. I think when you get that high, though, that's when we're looking at, like, the really good, like, stories, like Soul and all these Pixar kind of style movies. Um, it just it, – 15 is not a bad score. It just felt like, like I said, like, kind of a very simple kind of structure that they've been going on that they've done before, this kind of adventure, piece together, save the world kind of thing, which is fine. It was fine, and the whole trust thing at the end, it was like, okay – well, and I liked the end, too, where it wasn't Rhea the her- like, as the hero. Like, you would expect everyone to give it to Rhea and Rhea be the final thing that was the hero. But, like, Rhea gave it up and was the first one to be like, you know what? I'm done. It's up to you guys. Yeah. I liked that. That was a twist I didn't see coming. Okay. Um, and then, I, I like, obviously, yeah, it is just like a quest movie. But the way that they did the world building to where each place felt so unique and vibrant. And, like, there was, it was I just. I just don't think that falls in. Absolutely falls in the plot and story. I definitely think it does. I think everything just felt so purposeful and how they created this world and how they went about doing things in it. And obviously the plot is collect these things, but each place was unique and different and there was different stories being told as you went to each place. I I had a great time with it. I think it was a better story than like Soul. Okay. I do. I disagree, but... I, I, I just don't see how world building is like, like what was the story of the one on the water? What do you mean? Like, how did they build that with the plot? The place on the water? It was a place on the water. It was the pickpocketing place. And like, they went through it and like, they were, you know, obviously there's a little baby, which is funny. I, I don't understand how a baby was a, a con artist, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like a pickpocketing place. And so like, obviously that was part of it and she got her shit stolen, but like it had its own unique flavor and everyone was like selling shit and it was this community on the water where you knew it was quick and like full of life and everything was going to be happening quick. Is that the plot though? That doesn't sound like the plot. Absolutely because then the fucking dragon girl shows up and she gets fucking stuck because of this and because of the con artist shit and because the leader's the old lady and I I loved it. I absolutely think it's part of the plot. I disagree but to each their own. That's fair. To each their own my friend. There's only a three point difference. That's big once you get this high, though. I just think 18-plus is reserved for... I like what they did. I think 18-plus is this. All right. Visual cinematography. I gave it a 19. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. You gave it a 17. It looked really good. Um, It did. It didn't have that Pixar animation level. Um, I thought it... But it was pretty fucking close. I thought the people looked really good. I thought I was most impressed with the water. Yeah, the water looked great. Um, That's what I was most impressed in. Like, the rain just... I thought the dragon was good in the sense of being looking fake in this world that was already fake. 
Um, I thought they did a good job with that. Like the close-ups um, on the dragon, the fur looks fucking great too. But most importantly, we'll put it over the edge because it doesn't have Pixar does have a little bit better animation for you sure. Know, but I really liked what they did with like the camera work in this. Like there were some of the action scenes where like they shot like the the bow and arrow, not the bow and arrow, the crossbow, crossbow, and it like the opening scene where they break the thing and it like the camera like followed the fucking crossbow. Like, yeah, things like that have been done before, but I thought it was really well how they like almost obviously animation. You don't have an actual camera, but like the framing of stuff and the way it was like a unique for this kind of movie, like the action scenes. Uh, there were scenes where like the camera would literally looked like it was shaking yeah, because it absolutely. was rumbling and like, yeah, you get the rumbles, but like I thought the camera work was really well, good. And the animations, obviously, I mean, if you make a bad looking animation movie that in this year, then you're kind of really far behind. You're probably yeah. DreamWorks. Um, <laughs> it's but I, I thought that was good. And I just thought like the like shadows and just everything on top of that too. Um, it almost it, it was weird. It felt it was a good animated movie that also had other like like stuff you would see in like a real movie that was also good. Yeah, and so I don't think I was as high on the animation as you were. Mm-hmm. Um, but entirely my score is off of the camera work, yeah. and I, I think it was Clone Wars the last season for Dis- I mean obviously Disney same people. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the fight scenes not like animated fight scenes. They had people in mocap suits actually fight in real life mm-hmm. and choreographed real fights and shot it and then animated it. Oh, wow. That's what this felt like. Maybe they did that with here, too. Yeah, because it looked great. It was not a quick, jumpy, all-around animation. Like This was look fucking super realistic, super authentic, and unique animated fight like, scenes. Mm-hmm. And the way they shot it, you're right. It was like a beautifully shot movie. I gave this a 17 as if it was a live-action movie. Yeah. The way the camera work was looked fucking great. It just so happened to also have good animation. Yeah. But the camera work and how they shot things and the way things looked and on screen and the fight choreography and all that shit looked fucking beautiful. Yeah. looked great. Um, and I loved how they did it. Like the chase scene through that water place mm-hmm. as she's running through it and everything and how the camera's going up and above things. And it looked fantastic. Yeah. It was a blast. <laughs> uh, what's up next? Key elements? Key elements. I gave it an 18. Gave it a 19. Okay. Yeah, it was, like I said, an adventure movie. It very much was an adventure movie uh, based on not sci-fi, but fantasy. Is that the correct word? Yeah, kind of fantasy. Um, obviously, you know, dragons and shit, like very Asian roots. Yeah, well, they did good with that. Um, like I said, they did good with kind of the the – I can't think of the word I just said. Fantasy? No, the other word. Quest movie. Where it's like yeah. a quest movie – and, you know, like, the action was really good. This was, you know, some of the most action, probably the most action, besides maybe Into the Spider-Verse that I've seen in an animated movie. Um, yeah. And I think it was really leaning on that. This felt like, I mean, honestly, this may have more, quote-unquote, fight scenes and action scenes than Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, so that was really good. I mean, shit, this is, like, what Mulan should have been, just in terms of action <laughs> and quality. Yeah. But, no, they just, they, they know what they were trying to make, and they really lean into it, and it was great. Um, the only reason, everything I'm saying seems like it was a perfect in terms of key element. The only reason I gave it minus two is because I do think Disney still tries to play the emotional card. And I don't know if you got emotional, but I was a little bit less in this movie, and I think it was more because it was an action-y quest movie where, but, like, I don't know, Onward was a quest movie, and I cried like a baby just because, I, I don't know, the whole dad dynamic and everything. But a little less emotionally attached to the characters in this than I am in a movie like Moana even, you know, so. So they were obviously trying to do a lot with this movie, mm-hmm. like you said. It was very action very much a quest movie, but there was that heart. There always it. has to be. Every Disney movie is going to attempt that. Yeah. Um, for me, that was the smaller of the categories, and so it got a yeah. 17 for everything else. I gave it two out of three for yeah. their emotional. It did hit, and I got a little teary-eyed at the end, but was the tear did not fall. Riley almost cried. I was just kind of like... See, I, it worked for me. It just wasn't, like you said, onward level. Fuck yeah. you up. Yeah. Um, it was good. And, again, that's that's the one point. Other than that, they knew what they were trying to make. And, again, I, I guess the world building does kind of come into this as well. Yeah. 19. I, I mean, they did exactly what they were trying to do. Um, and it was it was fun to see. When a movie knows what it's trying to make and does that well, it's usually a pretty decent film. Yeah, for sure. Uh, characters, though, Jay, what would you give it? What did you give it? You gave it a 16. I gave it a 15. Um, really liked Rhea. Yeah, she was good. Uh, really liked the dragon. Yeah. Uh, really liked that they kept adding people to their team. Mm-hmm. And like each one had its unique story. Mm-hmm. And they weren't just, I'm here and now I'm going to help. Yeah. You know, the, the kid lost his family and he was kind of on his own. He's like, yeah, I, I stay on the water because it's the only place I'm safe. Like, he had a story. Yeah. Um, the baby, 
was probably the most what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. I was um, hoping it just was raised by monkeys. I was hoping it didn't have a family. Almost like Tarzan? Yeah. Just baby Tarzan? Yeah. Maybe this is the origin story. <laughs> That's how it's all connected. <laughs> um, the baby was probably my least favorite of the characters they chose to add in the monkeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really liked the the guy Benedict Wong played. Mm-hmm. Like, he seemed like this tough dude, and he was like, I, I don't really know what I'm doing, and everyone I know is stone, and I'm fucked. Yeah. Like, he seemed really tough, and then you got into the emotional side of it. Um, the villain thought Disney was going to take, like, a like a LGBTQ I think approach. it was very hinted. Yeah. They didn't, but I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, she was good. I think they both were. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's one of those things where they probably had multiple marketing and it was like, if we have them kiss at the end, everyone's going to shit on the movie. And it's a shame that that happens in 2020, but yep. Hey, they tease it now and they kind of subtly set it up for anyone that like really pays attention. Those that hate this kind of stuff, you know, first, fuck you. Second, you're not even going to notice it because you don't notice those kind of things. But if you subtly set it up and you ever make a sequel, then fuck it. Do it. Yeah. So I, I liked the first fuck you part. Thank you. That was my favorite. Thank you. <laughs> no, I think all the characters here were, were fantastic. Um, yeah, it was good. 15, I mean, it, it seems low, but for an animated movie, you are kind of restricted a little bit. Absolutely. Because um, there's obviously no acting. <laughs> it's just voice it's voice work. acting, but you don't get the emotional shit. If you there is really good emotional scenes or whatnot, it's probably going to be more visual, more other shit for animation. You, well, and you could get more emotional, I think, like, like a good monologue sometimes works. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like an animated movie where like a monologue is sad. I don't know. I'm sure there's examples that I just can't think of right now. Uh, and it, maybe if it was a little more sad, you know, it would have got a bump in key elements for me, and it might have gotten a bump in characters a little bit for me as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For sure. Um, but it, it was good. It was nothing. No complaints. 15. That's a seven and a half out of 10. 75 percent. That sounds like a C, but that's good. It was good. Uh, 16. Very similar. Saddest animated. I was trying to think like Bing Bong, but that's not really a monologue. No, that's just sad. Up sad, but there's no words. I don't shit on the opening of Up. I'm just saying the opening scene. Ooh. How about Jessie, Toy Story 2, when she's talking about how her old owner. She was talking about how her old owner, like, abandoned us. And it was pretty, like, she was telling Woody, like. I think I do remember that. Like, you know, to us, we remember them, but they forget about us, whatever she said. Sad stuff. Coco. Sad singing. Yeah. For (laughs) sure. Coco is like gets me. one of the saddest movies of all time, let's be honest. Just death. <laughs> um, <laughs> 15, though. I mean, that's, that's good a score. good score. Inside Out? I don't know if that's a monologue. I don't know. Characters, 15, that's good. For I, sure. I think there's there could be better, and but it was good. It was good. Wrapping it up with enjoyment. 17 out of 20. Okay, I'm surprised it's that high for you. Really? Yeah, I mean, it just seemed like you didn't like the story as much as me. I liked make it. You enjoy it less. It was just a a basic quest movie, and I like quest movies. Uh, I give it an eighteen out of twenty for enjoyment. Okay, this quite honestly was one of my favorite movies I've seen in recent memory. Yeah, I mean, I've seen better in recent memory, but it was good. It was really good. I do think it's lower than Onward and Soul for me personally. I don't. I don't. Okay. I think I liked this more than Onward and Soul. Um, okay. Soul obviously looked beautiful. And that, you know, it was had good emotion to it and deeper meaning. But just the on-screen stuff, I don't think I enjoyed as much as this. I think I really value that emotional stuff for animated movies. I don't know why. That's fair. I, don't, I, 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 knew, I knew going in that this wasn't going to be a super emotional animated. This is their action-adventure animation. It's Disney. There's going to be emotion, but it wasn't their main thing. Unless you're Cars, the more you make me cry, the better <laughs> with animated movies. That's fair. Um, but for me, knowing what this movie was going into, I had a fucking blast. Yeah. It was good. It was enjoyable. Um, I just, I think with like, when I when I value the enjoyment scale and I think about it and I look at my, I mean, 17, 18, would watch again, would recommend, thought about the movie for coming days and weeks. I gave it a 17 instead of an 18 because those movies that do make me feel like a soul even where, yeah, like the story like the the action and what happened in this movie obviously was more than what happened in soul but like soul just had this like weird i don't not weird but like this deeper meaning and like life reflection almost that makes you just think and like oh for sure yeah and like even that i mean onward you know not as deep but even things like with the father and just all that kind of stuff makes you think deeper um you know other like coco again it's just like it's these movies that make me like think about them and how i feel and get me sad and 
Inside Out even, you know, I'd put it high up on the list. Just, I don't know. It's for some reason. I, I get what you're saying. And I think Onward was more of like a adventure emotion. Yeah. This was more action adventure with emotion. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. For me, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it didn't have to hit as good on that emotional level because it killed everything else. Fucking Wally. Wally is emotional, but also has like, like underlying message about how we're just fucking up our earth. No, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, 17 still good. I feel like I'm that's, trying to, like I'm shitting score. on it. But. It's fucking great score still. <laughs> um, so, no. And, and again, I say I like this more than soul and onward. I think they're like fucking four points apart between the three of them yeah um they're all fantastic films this one i just i don't know i like the action adventure stuff and i honestly like the world building was a huge part for me like this is a place that i want to see more stories told in this world however they want to do it they'll probably make like a disney plus tv show or something down the line and i'll watch it (laughs) It it was super intriguing and i love what they did with it yeah i really did um final score jay 84 88 Ooh, it's up there. I think I gave it one point lower than Onward and two points lower than Soul. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I gave it one point higher than. Uh, you gave it one point higher than Onward, two points, yeah. three points higher than Soul. Yeah, like I said, four points between the three of them. Very similar movies, all fucking great. This is my favorite, and it ends up number eleven out of fifty-three movies. I think we've Why done is it now? all fucked up. I ranked it wrong. My bad. Disregard. How did... Oh. Because my average and your average both went up. Um, I was <laughs> And, I mean, we... Obviously, we were talking about these movies the entire time. 86, 86, 85 and a half between the three. Combined yeah. score. These movies are all three fantastic Disney animation. Great stories. Um, Soul, more emotional. Onward, more adventure emotional. Rhea, mm-hmm. more action adventure emotional. Yeah. Great movies. Nailed though. it. Nailed that description, Ty. Thank you. And it has a true value of whatever the fuck that means of 87. <laughs> it means about an 87. Because you don't give out bad scores or good scores, as we've seen. Your average score is actually 69.2, Jay. You're 67.5. You're right there with me. <laughs> uh, this movie, big time above the line. Yeah, above the line. 80 plus made it six points above. Only 18 movies have been able to say that so far. Yeah, and I carried our 18th. So you Big time. 77. For me, it was within the lines. <laughs> uh, what do we have next week? Next week, Jason. No WandaVision. No WandaVision. Start of March Movie Madness. Which is going to be electric. Yep. But it's Sherry, which uh, <laughs> is getting shit on. Yeah, it is. Um, currently rocking a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. But Spin Zone, 80% audience score. I feel like I told Riley this, and I'm just going to hand up and say it to your face. I, I told Riley, Tyler's going to overrate this movie because of Tom Holland. And because no, no he chance. doesn't want it to be bad. What? No chance. I didn't give. <laughs> I think you gave Devil All the Time better score than I did. I, I just. I, you but gave you've Devil been very excited for this higher than me. You've been very excited for this movie. Yeah, because I thought it would be good with the Russos and Tom Holland. But if it's not good, it's not going to be good. I don't know what it's about. Do you want me to tell you? Cherry follows the wild journey of a disenfranchised young man from Ohio who meets love of his life, only to risk losing her through a series of bad decisions, changing life circumstances. Inspired by the best-selling novel of the same name, Cherry features Tom Holland in a title role as an unhinged character who drifts from dropping out of college to serving Iraq as an army medic and is only anchored by his one true love, Emily Ciara Bravo. When Cherry returns home a war hero, he battles the demons of undiagnosed PTSD and spirals into drug addiction, surrounding himself with a menagerie of depraved... Okay, I'll, I don't want to read too much about it. Um, I don't know, this... Seems like a movie that we might actually like, though, still. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Again, I mean. We've rated movies with bad Rotten Tomato scores high. For sure. Okay, so now I'm going to spin zone it. This is going to be a good movie that you underrate because the Rotten Tomato score is so low. Why can't you just respect my ratings, Jay? (laughs) You're just finding ways to shit on it. It's my opinion. (laughs) Jeff Wahlberg's in it. Is he related to Mark Wahlberg? Who the fuck's Jeff Wahlberg? I don't know. He's in the cast. Um, no chance. He looks nothing like Mark Wahlberg. What is this releasing on so the people can watch it as well? Two hours and 20 minutes. Oof. That's a hefty movie, but just be grateful that it's not four hours and one minutes like we're doing the week after with Justice League. Because that is going to be a chore. 
hand up. I feel like we're just going to be looking for things to shit on the Justice League movie, and that's okay. I feel like we have to go back and watch. No. I think we have to. It's a four-hour commitment. I'm going to watch every scene from the original fucking Justice League in this movie, and then the two hours of extra scenes that they shot. Yeah. I'm going to try to be optimistic, because I did take the spin zone before that Batman and Superman is better than people give it credit for. So I'm going to try to enjoy it. I took the spin zone that Martha wasn't as bad of a scene as people gave it shit for. It was still... It, it was stupid, but the idea behind it was... It was humanizing the alien guy. And it was like, my mom. I care about humans. Uh, Jeff Wahlberg is nep- Mark Wahlberg's nephew. Oh, my God. His father like is him. Jim Wahlberg. The Wahlberg brother that no one knows anything about. That's sad. Yeah, Mark. You have Donnie, who is like the chef for Wahlburgers, I think. And you have Jim. What has Jim done? Jim Wahlberg? Yeah. I can't say I know oh. he's done anything. I think he was a drug addict. Mark the Wahlberg. Powerful Catholic conversion story of Jim Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg had a real, real shaky upbringing. Yeah. Uh, notably a terrible person for a while. Yeah. Do you know he wakes up at like four in the morning and goes and golfs like nine or 18? I think it's 18 holes. And he finishes golf by like six o'clock or something because he sprints. I mean, I feel like, like that gets a workout in or something like that. That's just like the stupid fake stories that like he famous people say, but like they don't actually do that. It was one of those things like how Mark Wahlberg spends his day. I check it out. Like the Dwayne Johnson cheat meals where it's like five thousand calories. Like he doesn't. I eat think all that, that is very much real. No, chance. he's posted Instagram videos of him eating his. Cheat go meals. watch. Go watch him. I go watch the videos. He takes like one bites and set it off off screen. Mm. His cheat meals are two bites of pancakes, but he has like eight plates. Why would he lie about a cheat meal? Because he gets fucking Instagram things. You you aren't even a big Instagram guy, and you know about his Instagram videos. That's why. Why does the Rock care about his Instagram views? He's the fucking Rock. He makes fucking money. He's got to keep up the everyone loves me, look how cool I am, go see my shitty movie I just made. So you're taking the stance that the Rock's cheat meals are fake. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I hope we get him on the podcast. Will never happen. But... I'm not the first one to say this either. Like people are. I think it's just a known fact that his cheat meals are fake. Are the Rock's cheat meals fake? <laughs> this isn't like an original thought whatsoever. I. Why can't you just? Why, why can't you just like, like just let him let him? It, it's real. I, it's not. He's a big man. He can eat that much food, but he doesn't. I'm pretty sure there's at least one video of him actually eating it all. He just doesn't eat the entire cheat meal thing. <laughs> there's just no fucking chance. Um, did you say what Cherry's on? Apple TV Plus. Okay, thank you. Do we have that? I don't. I don't think Riley has that. Because she was paying for it, and we didn't watch anything on it, and I said, why are you paying for this if we never use it? Apple TV Plus. I'm sure there's like a week trial that I can set up. I don't want to pay for a full month. Start your free trial, seven days free. Bingo. Go, everyone sign up for your Apple TV Plus free trial. Because on the rocks, I think was on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, we watched that. So, um, yeah, Soraya was good. WandaVision's good. March movie madness starting next week. That's gonna be great. Electric. With a little bit of cherry sprinkled in. Electric. Will that be the cherry on top of a great March movie madness session? Oh, we'll find out. Um, to wrap up the podcast, random movie. Can Tyler guess the Rotten Tomato score? We're gonna do this till you get it right. It'd be a shame okay. if you got it right. Number two. We watched a movie about Raya and the Last Dragon. How do you to remember train the dragon. film? No, that was too easy. Okay. Aragon? I don't think I ever saw it. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about? What do you think you got on Rotten Tomatoes? It's like live action with a dragon, right? Yeah. Um, We're going to go... I feel like that movie was shit. 2026. 20, oh, you had one of the digits. 16. Fuck. 16% on That's Rotten Tomatoes. Movie. 46 audience score. Argon. What a fucking movie. <laughs> That's just the element. The first thing that pops up is the element argon. It's Aragon. Aragon, okay. Era and then G-O-N. But when you search it, the movie doesn't even pop up. The book pops up. You have to search Aragon movie. They're suppressing it. So oh, With that. an E? Yeah. Oh, Era. It's dragon with an E. Dude, the poster just looks like so bad. <laughs> Why is the camera so low? Like he's got the phone balanced on his foot for the movie poster. I, I I don't know. Can't tell you, Ty. Dude looks whiny. <laughs> you got anything else? 
I don't. Um, Cherry, I'm sorry if it's not good, okay? I was excited for it, too. Go go show Tom Holland and Russo Brothers some loves. They totally don't have tons of money from Avengers. No, they do not. Um, in the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.